the sermon for the week of April 30th, 2023, the fourth Sunday in Easter, is taken from John chapter 10, verses 1 through 10. And the theme is, it's great to be a sheep when your shepherd is good. From John chapter 10, verses 1 through 10. Amen, amen, I tell you. Anyone who does not enter the sheep pen by the door, but climbs in by some other way, is a thief and a robber. The one who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. The doorkeeper opens the door for him, and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own sheep, he walks ahead of them. The sheep follow him because they know his voice. They will never follow a stranger, but will run away from him because they do not know the voice of strangers. Jesus used this illustration in speaking to the people, but they did not understand what he was telling them. Jesus said to them, Amen, amen, I tell you, I am the door for the sheep. All who came before me were thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the door. Whoever enters through me will be saved. He will come in and go out and find pasture. A thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. The word of the Lord. It was starting to get dark as the man was walking down a path at some state park out west. What he thought was going to be a nice three-mile hike turned into six miles of twists and turns so far. And he had tried to turn down so many trails that now he was completely lost. And he wasn't prepared to be lost. In his truck, out in some parking lot, was his phone. The GPS on his phone would have come in handy right about now. Even calling someone would have been embarrassing, but better than being lost in the woods. As he walked further, he came to another fork in the road. Maybe going to the left would lead him to safety. Maybe going to the right would lead him to his car right around the corner. But he didn't know what path was right. As the sun set, he began to hear noises in the bushes around him. Or was he just imagining them? If only he had someone or something to tell him the right way to go. If only he had a shepherd. Today on Good Shepherd Sunday, we think about what it means to be a sheep. Now being called sheep can sound really derogatory, like someone who follows the authorities blindly. But we also think about what it means to have the best kind of shepherd, one who does not lead us with lies but leads us into truth and into peace. When I vicared in Ohio, my supervising pastor would always sit down with me and talk through my sermon draft. I was going to be preaching that Sunday for Good Shepherd Sunday, and even before I wrote my sermon, he told me that one of our 80-some-year-old members had raised sheep since she was a child. She had made a stink in the past every time the pastor would say that sheep are dumb animals. And so I stayed away from the topic. I didn't mention that sheep are dumb animals, but after the service... This woman came up to me and said, You know, Vicar, sheep are actually very intelligent animals. Now I know a Google search will tell you that sheep are fairly smart and can learn tasks quickly. 
but they also get themselves into many foolish situations. If they're not watched, they can eat plants that are poisonous or go off and get themselves into a situation they can't get themselves unstuck from. Maybe it's fair to say that sheep are a mixed bag of smart and dumb. Does that sound a little bit like us? Think about the last week. If you took out a piece of paper, drew a vertical line down the middle, and labeled one side smart decisions and the other side dumb decisions, which would be easier to fill up? I fear I'd run out of space on the dumb decisions side before I got halfway down the page on the smart decisions side. Like sheep, we're a mixed bag of smart and dumb. But the dumbness is definitely apparent. And there are serious dangers for dumb sheep. Jesus said anyone who does not enter the sheep pen by the door, but climbs in by some other way, is a thief and a robber. Are there thieves and robbers that wish to steal God's sheep? Tune in to the televangelists who don't even try to hide that they are out for your money. But it's not just the charlatans that try to steal your money and steal you out of the sheep pen of God when you can't sleep at three in the morning. I hear them on the radio. They quote the Bible. They use Jesus' name. But their teachings are not drawing people closer to God. They're separating them from God by preaching a gospel message that is contrary to the gospel of Jesus. They tell you it's up to you that you have to make a choice for Jesus or lead a life that is acceptable to God. They tell you that, that there are alternative ways to heaven besides Jesus, maybe through good works, or maybe that everyone just goes to heaven automatically. All of this downplays the sacrifice Jesus made for the sins of the world. All of it takes Jesus from being the center of our salvation and makes us the center of our salvation. Now, as your pastor, I will never tell you what to listen to or what not to listen to, but I, I will give you fair warning. There are preachers on TV, radio, and internet that are preaching Christ crucified and your salvation as a free gift from God, and that's good. But be careful. There are also those whose message may sound like a sermon from our church on any given Sunday, and you might not even notice the false teachings they are using cleverly to drag you out of the sheep pen and consume you. You have to be on your guard. You have to be discerning about what you hear. There are also those who lead the sheep astray, and they don't even notice it. It's not that they have bad intentions. They, they just don't know the scriptures as they ought to. Be careful for these thieves too. Good intentions don't make lies true. Sometimes the dangers come from inside the house, though. Our sinful hearts betray us. When we don't like what God's word has to say about some situation we find ourselves in, we try to twist it or ignore it. We put ourselves in the place of God, believing that we can decide what is true or not based on our feelings. And this has caused so many sheep to be lost from the flock. There are millions of things that can draw us away from God whether they come from outside of us or from inside. 
one of the most obvious ones in our society today is the identity crisis that so many are dealing with. Who are we? It's a question so many people are dealing with, especially young people right now. And if we're being honest, most of us dealt with this question at one time or another. Maybe you're struggling with it right now. We want to know our identity. We want to know our purpose in this life. When we don't feel like we fit in, we wonder if it's because there's something wrong with us, something we need to change about ourselves. This is where the transgenderism and sexual identity talk has taken center stage in pockets of our society and in the news media. But there are plenty of other isms you could insert that become potential answers for our feelings of estrangement. And it can cause so much confusion in our lives. But it's normal for us to feel confused because we're sheep that need shepherding. The whole idea of you can figure yourself out on your own is foolishness. It should be added that to that list of dumb decisions you make because when you try to figure out who you are on your own, you'll only be led to places where you don't belong. You need shepherding. And while all these voices in the world offer interesting and new ideas to shepherd you through life, the only shepherd worth his salt is the good shepherd. In verse 11 of this chapter, the verse after our section ends, Jesus refers to himself as the good shepherd. He describes how good of a shepherd he is. He says, The one who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. The doorkeeper opens the door for him, and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own sheep, he walks ahead of them. The sheep follow him because they know his voice. The good shepherd knows his sheep intimately. He's not just counting sheep. They're not just a number to him. He knows them by name. And because he knows each and every one of them, he knows their needs, he knows their struggles, he knows their desires. In a world with nearly 8 billion people, your shepherd knows who you are and cares about what you need. Think about that. Parents with a dozen kids, they often get their names and their schedules all mixed up. But not the good shepherd. He knows each of his sheep and he leads them from the front of the flock so that they are led where they need to go and protected from the dangers that are constantly threatening them. And how does our shepherd lead from the front in the most spectacular way? He goes ahead of his sheep to the place they should have ended up. He goes there to pay for all those items on the dumb decision side of the list. He sheds his blood so his sheep can be made white as snow. That's your shepherd, the one who goes in front of you in life to keep you safe. And as Jesus says, the sheep listen to his voice. As I found out last week, sheep are able to pick out their shepherd's voice from the voices of the other shepherds. Some flocks will get kept in the same pen together, and when it's time to move one of the flocks, the shepherd calls, and only his sheep come out of the pen. We know our shepherd's voice 
because it's a voice that brings us peace and life. We have the peace of sins forgiven. We have the peace of knowing who we are. We are God's children, created to know Him and serve Him, created to be loved and cared for by Him for all eternity. We know our shepherd's voice because He knows what's best. Yes, we face temptations from within and without to listen to some other voice. But where does that voice get you? God's ways are always better than our ways. Even those times we say that God's commands rein us in and keep us from happiness, when we look at the outcome of chasing after the things of this world, they always wind up empty. God's ways keep us healthy. They keep us safe. They keep us close to Him. And the lasting joy that only He brings. We know our shepherd's voice because it's always familiar. People can change their tunes on each other pretty quickly. Say the wrong thing around a friend and you might lose that friend. But God's opinion of us never changes. We're sinners saved by God's grace. And that fact will never change. And as we get to know him more in his word, it becomes so much easier to pick out his voice from all the other voices in our world. When we come to a fork in the road with multiple choices, we know which one or ones are God-pleasing because we're familiar with his voice. This is why we study the scriptures. So we know our shepherd's voice. I know I say this often, but you need to be in the Bible. Whether it's having a set devotion time every day, going to one of our Bible classes, studying with your family, or any combination of these things, the only way you will learn to hear your Savior's voice of comfort in this desert of empty hope is to be in His Word. Take this to heart. Because when you're not regularly in the Word, you're not prepared to hear his voice of comfort in those hardest of times. You'll find yourself deeply pierced by any and every hardship of this world. Finally, we know our shepherd's voice because he's always there. Whether he strengthens you in the truth through his word or supplies you with, with all the blessings that you need in life and more, your shepherd will never leave you. He won't leave you to figure things out on your own. He's always there with us. He's dumb sheep. And he'll lead us to the greenest pastures in heaven forever. Amen.